this is Chris. Hope you're all doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance where we discuss the finance issues that we all deal with and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I just want to say thanks again for joining me. Always great to have you here and a quick schedule note, a little schedule change for the podcast going forward. Uh, we typically post on Friday like afternoons, evenings, and I'm going to be switching to posting on Monday mornings just to give myself a little more time to prep, get things ready. And also, I know for me, I primarily listen to podcasts during the week, you know, on my commute while I'm at work, and I don't really listen to podcasts that often on the weekend. So I figured it would make a little more sense to post a new episode on a Monday to give people time to listen to it while they're at work or commuting to work versus, uh, you know, trying to find time during the weekend. So for me, uh, I like the idea. Uh, I'll make the change to see how it works. But if you have any feedback for me, if you think it would work better a different way, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'm always open to change. But to jump into today's episode, I'm sure many of you have heard about the Equifax database breach that happened, the hack uh, that's being reported in the news. And so I thought today's episode uh, would be a good time to focus on what happened to give you more information, give you the details that have been put out into the public so far to help you make uh, an educated decision for you and your family. Because so often there's uh, just such bad information passed around, a lot of just wrong rumors and things that spread. So I wanted to do my best to try to tell you directly what I've heard has happened so far. For those of you who don't know what Equifax is, just to start off, they're an, a credit reporting agency. And they're one of the big three credit reporting agencies that we have. There's Equifax, there's Experian, and TransUnion. And their role is to collect the data from credit lenders and to compile credit reports for you that's used to you know, determine your credit worthiness. And the type of information that they would receive from lenders would be when you open a new line of credit, your payment history, balances on those, uh, those lines of credit that you have, among other data. And actually, the first episode that I ever published for Popcorn Finance, episode one, it was all about uh, credit reporting agencies and kind of their role and the development of our credit system and why they began to gain the the prominence they have in our society that they do today. So if you have some time, I would recommend checking that out. It'll give you a little more background information, maybe help you understand Equifax and the other credit agencies and kind of what they do. But to get back to this data breach it's reported that approximately 143 million people were uh, were exposed. Their, their personal information was exposed through this data breach. And uh, it's believed that the, the information was uh, obtained through a vulnerability in Equifax's uh, website. And they're saying uh, that there's not just those in the United States that were affected, but also people in Canada and the UK. Uh, this breach occurred sometime between mid-May and the end of July of this year. And Equifax found out about the breach on July 29th. And so the important question that I'm sure you all want to know is what information was actually contained in this database that was uh, that was obtained through their website. Uh, Equifax reported that names, social security numbers, birthdays, addresses, and even some driver's license numbers were uh, were in that database. Uh, and in addition to this, if that wasn't enough information, they're saying approximately 209,000 credit card numbers were also in this document. Those who did have credit card numbers in this database, they will be notified via mail with, you know, an actual letter letting them know that they were were affected by this. And so the important thing, I'm sure we all want to know, the the question that we all have on our minds is, were we one of those 143 million people affected by this data breach? And uh, I know I, I right away wanted to check to see if I was on the list. I figured I might be because 143 million is, you know, over a third of the United States population. So I figured there's a good chance I was on there, but I still wanted to make sure. 
to help consumers figure out if they were affected, Equifax set up a website. It's EquifaxSecurity2017.com. And I'll also place a link to this on the website for today's episode at PopcornFinance.com. So that way you can uh, just click that and go directly to it if you didn't catch the, uh, the, the web address before. The process, which I've, I've gone through myself, is uh, once you go to the website, there's a button near the bottom of the screen uh, and it says potential impact. So you want to click that. It'll provide you with a few prompts kind of explaining the process. And then it will ask you for your last name and the last six digits of your social security number. And they're doing this so that they can check you against the database that they know was breached. So, uh, I mean, don't be too afraid. If you were impacted, your name and information is already out there. So I wouldn't be too concerned about putting my information into the website just to see if I was actually impacted. And so once you do this, you'll be uh, provided with one of two messages. The first being based on the information provided, we believe your personal information may have been impacted by this incident. And then uh, it gives you an option to click a button to enroll in a uh, um, like a credit monitoring service that Equifax is offering. But if you were not impacted, which hope, I'm hoping most of you weren't, you'll receive a message just stating, you know, that you weren't impacted and, you know, there's nothing else you have to do. For me, I found out that I was impacted, so not a big surprise. Still sucks to hear that, but um, I was on that list of, uh, I was on that database that was um, breached by hackers. So uh, from here, it's your option if you would like to enroll in the service that uh, Equifax is providing. So I decided I'm, I'm just going to go for it uh, because, you know, I'd rather not have my, have uh, be unprotected in the situation where my information is out there. And I already have a credit monitoring service that I use, but I figure why not have, you know, an additional level of protection? It, it won't, won't hurt. So uh, once you click the button that says enroll underneath the, the screen that, um, that you were given, if you were impacted, you'll be given a date to return to the site. So they'll give you a, an additional web address to go to and a date to come back. And I believe they're doing this because if there are 143 million people impacted, they don't want everyone coming to the website at the same time. They'll, they'll crash their site if that many people try to go in and register at the same time. So it looks like they're trying to spread out the flow of traffic to the site to make it a little more manageable. And um, from the notes that Equifax gave, they said that once you come back on your designated date, you'll be asked to re-enter your last name along with your social security number. And then that's just to re-verify who you are. And then they will ask you for additional information to complete your registration. And then within a few days, you'll receive a link to go back and activate your, your account. For me, I wanted to know more information about this credit monitoring service that they're offering. So I, I kind of dug a little bit deeper into the site and they and Equifax gave some details on um, on the company that's providing the service. The service is called Trust ID Premier Credit Monitoring and is actually a company owned and operated by Equifax. According to their website, the service normally costs $27.99 per month for a family plan. And what you receive with this service is you'll get a copy of your Equifax credit report. They'll let you lock your Equifax credit report, meaning they'll prevent any new like inquiries or entries, anything like that on your credit report. And that normally occurs when new lines of credit are being applied for. So this will prevent like fraudulent you know, applications under your name and social. It'll also prevent you from doing it as well. But uh, the point of this is to just stop any activity. They will provide credit report monitoring for not just Equifax, but for all three of the major credit reporting agencies. So that would be Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They will watch all of those credit reports for any suspicious activity. They will provide internet scanning for your social security number and include identity theft insurance. So uh, some of you may be wondering, you know, should I sign up for this? Um, I'm not too sure. I personally can't recommend to you whether or not you should actually take this service that they're offering. It's, it's really up to you. It's a very personal decision. 
Um, I know some people have mentioned that, uh, at least online, I've heard them mention that this might prevent you from participating in a class action lawsuit or a personal lawsuit if you decide to take this service from them. But I looked through Equifax's website and they actually had a direct response to this because I'm sure they've seen this popping up everywhere. So the exact verbiage that they use on their website is, in response to consumer inquiries, we have made it clear that the arbitration clause and class action waiver included in the Equifax and Trust ID Premier terms of use does not apply to this cybersecurity incident. So it sounds like they're saying that you'll be okay if you decide to take this this year of uh, credit monitoring protection that they're, that they're providing through Trust ID. This will not limit your ability to participate in a class action lawsuit. So I guess they want to make that clear right out of the gate. So it sounds like you should be okay with that, but definitely do your research, look into it more, you know, dig into the website, see if there's anything else you can find. For me personally, I've decided to take their offer of the one year of credit monitoring service just because I know how difficult it can be to actually repair or remove fraudulent claims from your credit report. And it's very time consuming. And it's just something that I'd rather not deal with. And I mean, there's no guarantee that there will be any fraudulent activity, but I'd rather just, you know, be on the safe side. But that's just me. I'm not telling you that's what you should do. I'm just saying, you know, this is what I plan on doing. Please, you know, take your time and make your decision for yourself to decide, you know, what you're comfortable with and what action you would like to take. And that's really all the details we have so far uh, at, at this point. Uh, details are still sparse. Equifax said they're still, um, they have a, an agency reviewing and investigating what happened. So I'll still try to keep an eye out on this. And if any major updates come out, I'll, I'll just, you know, add a little update to a future episode. But in the meantime, there's a few prior episodes of the podcast I'd like to recommend to you to give you a little more background information and history on our credit system. Uh, there's episode one, it's on the evolution of our credit system and how it uh, kind of began to look how it looks today, you know, with our credit reporting agencies and, you know, their roles and, and what purpose they serve in our in our credit system. There's episode two. It's on the birth of the credit score. So that's, you know, where did that FICO score come from? Why does it exist? And kind of who, who's running it? Where, what's, what's going on with that? Uh, episode three, it gives you the five factors of the FICO credit score. So that would be uh, the five main categories or areas that are monitored in your credit life that determine what that credit score is going to be. And then lastly, it's episode eight, which is all about um, should you pay to have your credit repaired? And, you know, with this whole situation going on, maybe it'll give you a little more understanding on the process for um, repairing your credit or or fixing errors in the event that something pops up on there that shouldn't be on there. So uh, I recommend those episodes. So again, it's episode one, two, three, and eight. Please check them out if you have some time. They're not too long. As you know, my episodes are pretty short. So if you have, you know, half an hour, you can probably get through pretty much all of it. So that brings us to the end of our show. Sorry, it was a little bit longer than usual. There's just so much information I wanted to cover. I tried to make it as short as possible, but I just didn't want to leave out any important details. So I hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, if you've been enjoying the show overall and you have a little bit of time, you don't mind doing me a favor, please swing by iTunes and leave us a review. It makes a huge difference for us in the rankings and uh, the exposure we get. So I'd really appreciate it. It would make a huge difference for us. And uh, it's super quick. You know, a few seconds, in and out, done. So thank you. If you have the time, I appreciate it. And if you want to get in contact with the show, if you have a question, a comment, anything you want to add, you can always contact me through Instagram at Pop Finance or on Twitter at Popcorn Finance. I always love hearing from you and I always like the questions that I get and to, you know, incorporate those and make them into uh, a new episode. So please, 
case, if you want to come by, leave me a message. You can even visit Popcorn Finance and there's or popcornfinance.com and there's a uh, there's a contact screen there. We can also leave me a message that way. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you spending a few minutes of your time here with me because I know there's so many other things you could be doing. Thanks again. Appreciate you, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you.